Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. And you can't get away from it. They still keep out giving the giving the, the daily numbers and you're going to be saying, why do you give it out if the papers do as well? Well, maybe some people are interested in the 5,279 fresh cases yesterday and people are being advised yet again. I see it in this morning's tabloids uh, that people should only socialise this week with those that they will actually be spending Christmas Day with. Now, they're ruling out, well, they're not ruling out, sorry, refusing to rule out any kind of additional restrictions in the future. But at this stage, that future would be sometime around New Year's, wouldn't it? Uh, Tony Hoolan has issued more appeals. They're talking about two-thirds of the new cases that we're now seeing being Omicron, according to the Mail today. Uh, and the chief medical officer says, as I say, only see those this week that you'll be sitting around the table with or indeed hanging out with on, on Christmas Day. So the papers also then talk about um, the UK, where they're saying, and I heard on Sky last night, that they were saying that there's a possibility that the worst of Omicron has passed. I just passed that on for you. Not that you would relax your guard in any way, shape or form. Don't know why the Independent decided to do it, but on their front page, they break down the counties by county as to where Omicron is taking hold uh, the fastest. And, uh, you know, I don't know why they bother really because a capital with the most of the population will always be number one, but there it is nonetheless. And um, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but uh, the story in the Echo today talks about vaccination program on Leaside uh, for kids, for children aged 5 to 11. Um, vaccinating children aged 5 to 11. And they're going to use the formerly occupied building that was done stores on the North Main Street uh, for the COVID vaccination of 5 to 11-year-olds. And then um, there is one other kind of politically orientated story, and that is the fact that Mary Lou MacDonald um, has taken up boxing. She says she loves boxing because when she boxes, I don't know who she uh, boxes against or whether it's just, um, you know, sparring or whether it's sexual perfect. No, I don't know whether she probably just, you know, does her thing to stay fit, but she's doing it because she's fighting fit to be Taoiseach and it's important to be physically as well as mentally fit for it. So as a front pager making the mirror today, she's really uh, a woman on a mission. Yesterday there were many people on a mission and maybe today as well, nothing like the days of old through Cork Airport, but a damn sight better than last year. The Echo says that last year um, there was 8,787 passengers flew in and out of the airport throughout the entire month of December. Just under 9,000 of them. They're expecting 60,000 passengers to travel through the airport this Christmas. So that's an optimistic story, isn't it? It's not more positive and bigger numbers in that regard. Um, and then, of course, the story we dealt with in quite some detail yesterday morning out of Carrigaline. It's the front page of this morning's Echo. And the Gar- Guardi are saying, and the GRA, and I imagine every single member of the force would say if there was enough Guardi working, things like this would not be happening, including uh, at least two female Guardi suffering injuries during the incident. I spoke about that yesterday morning. I'll be returning it to it uh, this morning for another update. We all know of Vicky Phelan and her um, tragic diagnosis, of course, um, uh, with regards to uh, cervical cancer and the battle that she put up, not just um, physically with regards to the disease, but also with the state. There's a story in the examiner this morning uh, that says that uh, a man 
whose wife died from cervical cancer five years ago. He's told the High Court now he settled his case against the state uh, over the smear test uh, issues involving his, his late wife. Allegedly, there were four of her smear test slides were, as they say, misinterpreted. But apparently, he said in court that while in hospital, cervical check visited his wife and asked her not to go public about her case. That is absolutely shocking. Scandalous, actually. They said that she was the only one Oh, my God. And, of course, she wasn't. Then, of course, as we know, Vicky Phelan happened and came along bravely and uh, announced to the country and the world what was done to her and other women like her. But um, the man involved said that if there had been no Vicky Phelan case, then the case of his wife, Michelle Silk Curtis, aged 45, would have broken uh, the cervical check controversy. His wife and himself would have done it if Vicky hadn't done. Um, the papers also talked this morning about relationships that go sour. And the English Times today talks of the ruler of Dubai. Apparently, very wealthy people who like to get, who want to get divorced. Well, when it's acrimonious, it's just one of them who wants to go to the UK courts because you get the biggest settlements, apparently, in cases of divorce. Uh, and it's proven this morning where the ruler of Dubai has been ordered to pay his youngest wife and their two children half a billion pounds in fact 554 million it's an awful lot of money and of course much of it is in cash but a lot of it then is to do with refurbing city homes and country homes and putting in new kitchens and putting in new leisure centers and upgrading the home security system for a million and also bizarrely an 11 million pound annual security cost to keep them safe. I mean, God, wouldn't you hate to be living on your nerves like that that it would take 11 million a year to keep you safe? But there it is nonetheless, over half a billion, and that is the ruler of Dubai, who probably has um, a fairly wealthy bank account anyway and probably won't even miss it. There are a lot of um, Christmassy-related stories which I'll come back to throughout the course of the morning, but there is one final one which shows that the world is changing rapidly and we're becoming very fragile, we're becoming very touchy-feely, and here is an example of it. Many films that would have had, I guess it would have been originally the U rating, you know, as in universal for everybody, are now being moved up a gear to under 12s or parental guidance. And they include, you might say there might be a reason for Jaws, but I don't know. I mean, I think all, all kids of all ages should watch Jaws. I mean, I have no issue with it, but there are scenes in it apparently now that are deemed to be too frightening and too scary for kids. And into the mix as well, where the ratings have changed, goes Raiders of the Lost Ark. The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Rings, The Empire Strikes Back, and lots more like that. You might be wondering why The Empire Strikes Back or anything to do with Star Wars moves to parental guidance. But apparently an example of it is where Darth Vader chops off Luke Skywalker's hand. You can't be doing that in front of kids, apparently. Or a man kidnapped by a snow creature. Too upsetting for the juniors amongst us. But that's the way the world is going. What can you do? The Neil Prenderville Show. I'm Alan O'Brien. I'm living in Mermaid Beach, uh, Australia. I'm living on the Gold Coast. I'm from Carrigtool myself. Been over here eight years now. Christmas over here is a bit different. I have only got my brother over here. It's really hot. It's in summer, so it doesn't really feel as Christmassy compared to Ireland. Once you get used to it, it's pretty good. Missing in, from Cork at Christmas time, I'd say meeting up with all my friends, I suppose, going down to the pub, having a bit of crack before Christmas, and then, of course, Christmas Day, meeting up with all the relatives, the family and friends. 
coming back nowadays with COVID happening has been pretty much a non-goer because up until maybe like two or three weeks ago, we weren't allowed to re-enter Australia. So it wasn't an option. Even with the flights and things is still out of the question pretty much. The price is just through the roof at the moment. The last time I was home, I was actually pretty lucky. It was um, the January before the lockdown, the original lockdown. So I was very lucky I managed to get home at that stage. If I didn't make it home then, it would have been about five years by the last time I was home. Uh, Say happy Christmas to anyone at home. Obviously, my mom and dad, my cousins, Kimberly, Clodagh, Killian, uh, my aunt, uncle, uh, Tim and Caroline. Uh, they're living in Grange. I'd like to wish everyone in Cork a very happy Christmas from Australia. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. Born to stay on top of stories, and the last few days we've had some very unsavoury incidents. That's how the Echo describe it. Uh, you might call food unsavoury. I think this is a lot worse, but I understand where they're coming from. It's a quote uh, from one of the Garda Shikana. Uh, more on that in a moment. Can I just say that I also got to see the video footage of the slash hook attack in Mayfield over the past few days. It was Saturday night just before midnight. Actually, it's their slash hooks on poles. These two individuals uh, come along, jump out. Uh, they're all masked up and everything. And you can believe me, they're not being COVID compliant. It's so that they can't be seen. Uh, and they attack this guy who ends up on the ground and they slash him over and over and over again. With I mean over and over again. I'm not over-exaggerating. Um, with slash hooks on long poles. Um, I have no idea how bad the injuries were, but they must have been significant, and many of them. And then after maybe 15 or 20 seconds of this, hey, talking about things like this at this hour of the morning, they just leg it. Uh, but from there then, of course, it was telling yesterday morning of a penknife slashing on Washington Street at the weekend where a young fellow was also jumped and uh, suffered injuries from a, a penknife. So apparently people carry an awful lot more blades around these days. Young fellow, I think he was about 14, slashed with a penknife on Washington Street on Saturday night. And if that wasn't enough for you, of course, we also had the issues down in Carrigaline in the Onabui uh, car park. And there are updates on that story. And Paul Byrne joins me from Virgin Media News. Paul, good morning. Good morning, Neil. If that wasn't enough also, apparently there was another incident yesterday, wasn't there, at least last night, where there were more arrests. But let, let's start first on Carrigaline. What's the update there? Uh, Carrigaline, there was a juvenile arrested yesterday evening in relation to the incidents in Carrigaline on Saturday night. Three female members of the guards uh, attacked and assaulted while they were trying to disperse the group of 60 or 30 to 40 youths who were drinking uh, in the car park there. Uh, a youth arrested uh, yesterday afternoon and a baton stolen from one of the members on Saturday night has also been recovered. Um, so that's that's the latest. And the guy arrested own- yesterday, was he a different guy to the guy who legged it in handcuffs, do you know? I'm, I'm not sure not on sure. that, okay. uh, to be Fair straight enough. up with you. Okay. Uh, but I do, I understand that a juvenile is due to go before the course this morning in relation to uh, some of the developments or some of the incidents in Carrigaline on Saturday night. So they're, they're making progress and I, I know that further arrests will be made in the, in the next coming, in the, in the next few days as okay. well in relation to okay. Carrigaline. 
Saturday night then, of course. Uh, just on, the, just on that, yeah. inc- incidentally, uh, the Echo this morning are reporting a Garda source saying, and I quote, it all comes down to resources. Unfortunately, there's a drag on resources in relation to the protection of Micheál Martin's house. This is a guard saying this. The guards in Carrigaline Passage and Crosshaven have been utilised for the minding of Micheál Martin's house, which means the guards in Carrigaline are then in turn covering other areas like Passage and Crosshaven. They're, they're, they're pointing fingers at the security, um, g- the guards doing security at Micheál Martin's house. Yeah, we spoke about that here yesterday on the on air. Um, the, 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 there's 24-hour security, a guard parked in a, a patrol car across from Micheál Martin's um, housing estate, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, that's part of the security measures put in place when you're Taoiseach. I, as I said yesterday, uh, the Martin family, my understanding is that they don't want that, uh, but that just comes with the job. There's nothing they can do. But I know that a lot of members are extremely angry that, you know, if there's a major incident, they cannot leave that post whatsoever. Yeah. They're supposed to be there. It does it, it does make a strain on resources. But Like if there's a call out, there's a, that squad car cannot move. That squad car, okay. my understanding is, it's to stay there at all times, okay. no matter what. Okay. Um, that, that's what that's what that's what I've been told by sources. And um, again, in fairness, I'm not taking sides with Michal Martin and family. Don't want it there, but that's part of the the protocol. There are parts of the security measures that are put in place. My understanding from figures, I think that I've been looking at over the the years. Um, you have a shortage of, think of somewhere between 80 and 100 guards in Cork at the moment. I think they're the figures that the GA or GRA will get mentioned every so often. I know they've been meeting with management and you have a new chief super on the ground now, Tom Myers mm. in Cork. And Tom, in fairness to him, he's been on the front line over the years. He's, you know, he's worked his way up the ranks, but he knows what it's like to walk the streets of Cork mm. uh, day and night um, and, and walk in, in, into trouble. So I think they're probably dealing with a person here who knows all about frontline policing? Well, I hope he's not frustrated oh. in his efforts. Then, in fairness to him, you know. That yeah, he... no. I th- look, I think look, he's a he's a he's a guy who does a good job. He's a doer. Okay. Uh, he's not just. I don't think he's a mouthpiece. And I, I'm just not looking. And I know Tom through my work as a reporter okay. and dealing with press and and what have you like that. But he's a man who who gets the job done. And I think the GRA will build up a good relationship with him. And you know, so hopefully that figure of eighty to hundred guards might be reduced in 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 a short period of time. And again, of course, you have. Um, politicians coming out and say, oh, we have 800 new people going into Temple Bore. But it must be remembered for every person that signs up to the job, there's, also, there's a lot of retirements. And in the last couple of years, there's been more retirements than ever before because there's a lot of people very despondent with um, what's happening. Because is there in, anything in, that in could be board. done? Yeah, and, is, and much of that despondency probably has to do with court time. Is there anything that could be done oh, for freeing up Maybe. the guards from court appearances and delays? Going, I Honestly, I'll ask anybody if 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 they want to spend a day or two monitoring the courts and the amount of Garda time that's wasted, it's an absolute scandal. And that's all I can describe it as a scandal. A man or a woman has to go in there, stand around to give evidence of arresting Joe McCarthy, whatever the case may be. Um, and then it's also times that the solicitor might turn up. The, uh, there might be a, a, a deferral, uh, ask for a, an adjournment. And the solicitors know that there's going to be an adjournment and they don't contact the guards. It's the process. Yeah. It's a stupid, it's very stupid frustrating. process that needs to be overhauled to allow the guards uh, to 
to, to go out and, and do what they're paid to do and you know instead of sitting around the courthouse all day and you know it's frustrating for the guards to, to have to stand around and, and, and you know they, they could be doing better things really Okay I'll, catch, know, I'll catch up on text from members of the public on this in a, in a few minutes time did you want to turn to the Slashuk attack in Mayfield because I believe there were a couple of arrests there were there? That's right. Um, that attack was on Saturday. Twenty-nine-year-old man in the Mayfield shopping centre. Um, that's part of a, an ongoing feud between two rival gangs. As you mentioned there a while ago, these two boys pulled up, uh, jumped out of a car. Uh, you know, they they weren't there to say Happy Christmas to him. They laid into him with the slash hooks. They were intent in doing as much damage as they could. Uh, you saw a couple of minutes later, and a couple of moments later, in the car pulled up, the two boys took off and um, left your man for dead on the, yeah. on the, on the ground. Yeah. Uh, he's recovering. He's not going to... He will survive from the injuries. My understanding is that he's actually out of hospital at this stage. There was two people arrested yesterday afternoon. They were taken to Grawn. Uh, you know, they'll be quizzed by detectives and it'll be up to the DPP to decide whether they'll be charged or released uh, um, and pending a court appearance at a later date. Okay, okay. So the, the latest incident then was in the city last night. What happened? Um, a video was filmed or there was a big big crowd on Washington Street near the, crow, the courthouse it's, it's a gathering point when people are turfed out at the pubs and the clubs and the restaurants uh, and has been for many many years but here you had a couple of um, it was in excess of 100 200 people there last night um, guards were again trying to disperse the crowd and uh, the guards bottles thrown at them um, you know they had to you know force their way in through the crowd then somebody left off a flare and you could see this big red mist. You know, you might be watching a match on television. You'll see the flares being left off in the stands. So you then had the guards coming under attack from the shower who were battling them with bottles and then having to try and make their way through this red mist. There was five people arrested on Washington Street last night following that incident. Uh, all were taken to the Bridewell Garda station. Um, Any idea what time? I, I genuinely don't know what time it was. It was dark, so that could still have been any time after 6 o'clock yesterday evening. But it, it clearly but, was after the 8 o'clock turf out from the pubs anyway. Oh, certainly, certainly. I okay. mean, look, I suppose there's two stories here. You have public order and you have incidents where people are now being turfed out of the pubs and clubs at 8 o'clock. COVID, in my mind, it doesn't stop just because you're thrown out of the pub at 8 o'clock. Um, you know, it, it continues to spread its wings as it were but you know I think honestly Neil I'm probably going to get shot here for saying this but and some people say oh here's Paul Byrne talking through his arse again but look if you want to be serious about getting people off the streets and getting them in behind closed doors in the, given in the in the current climate because of Covid we're under the guards are under resourced I honestly think we should be bringing in the military police and getting people in off the streets, get home. And I think if people see extra bodies on the ground, are the military police, people will say, Jesus, this government means business. Yeah. We better get out of here, lads. Yeah. Come on, let's go home. Yeah. Because That's, mar- that's said, like I martial know, law, though. That's probably a step I, too far, though. I understand, though. but we're in the That's big brother stuff, you know, isn't it? We're, we're in the na- middle of a national emergency. There's a worldwide epidemic. And just because they're out of the pubs and restaurants at eight, does that mean that COVID is stopping? Okay. They want them off the streets. They want people home. They don't want them socialising. Well, there must be other ways to get them home a lot quicker. Okay, let's... You know, uh, I, let's... I don't know. It might sound strange, but look, oh. it, it, that's my thought at the moment. Honestly. Okay, well, let's see what people you know? make of that comment and lots more besides. <laughs> Text 0868104106. Paul, a busy week this week. We may talk again before the week is out. Thanks for taking the call, as always. Paul Burns, Southern Correspondent. 
correspondent with Virgin Media News. You're up to date in an awful lot of the events on Lee side of late, and many of them shameful. Um, Michael McGrath, Minister for Public Expenditure and a Carrigaline resident and TD for the area, joins me on hold. My apologies for holding you so long, Michael, but I do appreciate your no patience. Problem, Neil. Morning. No problem, just, just, good just good on morning, that point, morning. Just on that point regarding what happened in the city. Um, I wonder is that thought through when when the government decides and effort decides to close the pubs at eight o'clock. That as a consequence of that, you can have gatherings like we had, say for instance, last night because the pubs were closed at the courthouse, where people uh, were throwing bottles at the Gardaí. Yeah, the, look, that that incident, I haven't seen any footage of that. No, no, I, hear, no, I, 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 I hear it is circulating, but I understand it was it was very serious, and that is disgraceful, and that should not be happening. Uh, but. Look, what we're trying to do with the pandemic is to uh, just reduce the opportunity for this virus to circulate. And there are, you know, some signs that um, we're making progress on that front. Not if you have over 100 or 150 on the courthouse steps, they'd have been better off in a pub distanced, wouldn't they? I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, but look, if you set the closing time three or four hours later and you say it's midnight, you know, you're going to have the same issue at that time. And, you know, ideally what you would do is, is spread out and stagger the closing times so that they're not all coming out at the one time. But we are in a public health emergency and we do have to take measures. Unfortunately, that in normal times we simply wouldn't countenance and we do need to do them now uh, for the greater good. And you will have uh, individual incidents like this which should not be happening and uh, you know we we will examine that we'll try and learn from that but uh, we are trying to get to grips what is a, a terrible disease uh, and prevent uh, it really taking a hold in, in Cork and around the country at the moment. What about your own parish? Your brother Seamus McGrath the councillor condemns the incident in the car park in the strongest possible, possible terms. I understand he's very annoyed about it. Are you? Absolutely. Uh, I, I have seen uh, footage uh, circulating in social media and uh, it was it was despicable. And there seems to be uh, a level of violence and thuggery out there now generally. And we've heard it from Paul there across a number of different incidents yes. that is, is frightening and it has become more menacing out there. And uh, there are uh, clearly serious issues across society that we need to examine and we need but to your address. But brother, your brother is saying, in fairness to him, squarely the morning that it's down to parental responsibility. Well, first and foremost, it is. I mean, it would appear that these were these were juveniles. Uh, these were 15, 16, maybe 17-year-olds. And look, there is a criminal investigation uh, underway. Uh, there, there, there have been arrests. Uh, look, first of all, I just want to say for, for the three Gardaí that were involved in the, in the incident, um, my, my heart goes out to them. They should not be impeded in the work that they have to do. It's a difficult enough job at the best of times. And, you know, I, I know that everyone... Uh, in Cargilline and across Cork we wish them the very best I believe two of them have injuries uh, one of them doesn't and uh, hopefully the two that uh, that are injured will recover well, quickly Well two have physical injuries but they're all psychologically in tatters I'd say I mean watching somebody dragging a member of the Gardaí across the ground and kicking her and they're, they're children doing this they're kids doing this what's going on? 
Yeah, that, that that is a fundamental question. And uh, look, I, I I live in Cargilline. It's a wonderful community. That incident is not representative uh, of the town at all. Uh, there is so much good work going on uh, across uh, the community and sporting clubs and community groups and tidy towns and so on. And it's just really disheartening for all of those people doing such good work with, with our young people. Uh, I see it every single day of the week uh, in our sports clubs, uh, the enjoyment know, and the satisfaction that our young people are getting. This is a tiny minority uh, of people uh, and they need to be dealt with. I mean, we did have a serious incident last year, you'll recall, Neil, where there was a stabbing uh, of a young boy uh, with a bottle and uh, there was a guard investigation, there was a prosecution brought and there was a conviction uh, of somebody who was a juvenile when the uh, incident took place and he got sentenced uh, to 18 months in jail. So there is now an investigation underway. Uh, There have been arrests and let we'll have to allow the, the, the process to take its course. But the Gardaí yesterday said, we're a community police force, which means that they're big into talking and having community guards visit the young people and try and get them to you know, get on the straight and narrow. I mean, you're a minister. Is, is, that's what, is that what is needed? You know, community policing, suspended sentence, cautions, or, or really, do we not need to step it up now and put a bit of fear into them? Well, where people step out of line in this way, uh, they need to be dealt with. And uh, there is a system there for that. And uh, it it has to take its course. My primary job as uh, a minister is to provide the funding that is necessary to resource the guards. And Paul mentioned there about the 800 extra guardee. So I've provided the funding for 800 extra guards to be recruited next year, along with about 400 civilian staff so that we can free up more guards to be out and about. I believe in high visibility policing. We need to see more guards uh, on the beat. We need to see them out and about a lot more than we currently do. Uh, the, I accept but, that. But is, is Carrigaline Garda Station open all of the time? I mean, I suppose you can't tell me about the numbers of Garda covering Carrigaline Passage uh, and Cross Haven, but clearly the guards believe there's far too little. Uh, I believe that more resources uh, are needed. Uh, other communities will make the same case. Uh, I don't believe the cargo line is served any worse than uh, other communities like Douglas, like Ballincollig. Uh, I do believe that the division which we are part of uh, needs greater resources. That is a case that I, I have been making for some time. I, I do have to make the point, Neil, that politicians don't decide uh, how many Gardaí are allocated to different stations, uh, to districts or divisions. That is an operational issue uh, for the Gardaí. We can make the case, but they make the final decision and I think that is how it should be. But by adding 800 extra Gardaí, there will be retirements, Paul is right, so it won't be a net increase of 800, um, but it will put us on course to reach the figure of 15,000 But the population, Gardaí. say for instance, of Carrigaline has exploded and I'm wondering whether resources have been put in to bear that in mind. All of these new housing estates and all of these young people and children being born there. Um, but we seem to be standing still and public order has just gone out the window. Hey, look, the, the, there are incidents. I mean, they're not uh, incidents that are happening every day. Uh, and I, I don't think we should give that impression. It's not representative of, of the town. We've heard there, uh, even from Paul a few minutes ago, about a number of different incidents happening across Cork. And uh, we need to deal with them. You raised the issue of the station hours. We did make progress on that recently. Uh, we now have dedicated station hours uh, for Cargilline. So people know, uh, now the, the hours are limited. But what people really wanted was, 
uh, specific hours that they could uh, be certain that the station would actually be open and we now have those hours. So, if so it's not an issue for politicians or ministers or government. This all falls back, you're saying, and your brother's saying it as well, to guard the management. So the, the, the job of government is to uh, adequately adequately resource the Gardaí at a national level and make sure we have the laws necessary for them. What about to hitting support. the parents every single time somebody steps out of line? Bring the parent into court, fine the parent, threaten the parent with jail. But parents are involved in, in the juvenile liaison system. I mean, we do have a system where um, efforts are made to, to avoid having to bring a criminal prosecution because it does have long-term consequences for, for young people right throughout their life. So uh, in many instances, uh, people do receive a caution. But where more serious incidents occurred, such as the one that I, I referred to uh, in Cargilline last year, uh, there can be a criminal prosecution brought and a conviction. But it's, uh, and they that, can that's end fine, up but it, I know, yeah, but it would seem as if more and more people of all ages are just laughing at the guards. They don't take them seriously. They don't respect them. I, I think that is that is true for uh, a, it is a small minority of people, but unfortunately uh, it is the case, and it does make the day to day job of our guardi extremely difficult. They are faced now with uh, a level of threat and a level of int- intimidation and disrespect uh, that they didn't have to deal with in the past, and I think that does mean that we, uh, as politicians and we as a government, uh, have to uh, respond to that. And I think we respond to that one through resources. Uh, and also through the laws that we uh, bring into operation uh, to make sure that there are consequences. And look, you know, we had a terrible incident here uh, on Saturday night. It will need to be dealt with. I'm confident it will be dealt with on on the more wider, uh, on the wider level. um, uh, I've put a call into the Chief Super that Paul referred to there, uh, and I will meet with him and not just go through the resources in in my own area, but across Cork generally uh, to make sure that we are getting our fair share and that it is properly uh, spread uh, throughout the city and county in a manner that reflects the population. Just as a by the way, there is also criticism from members within the force that there is a dedicated guard of presence outside Micheál Martin's house. Um, And the guards are saying that that takes away the utilisation of members then when they need to go to other calls. Um, Is that really needed um, security um, personnel, Garda Shikona, full time at the Taoiseach's house? Well, look, I mean, that is a Garda decision to put those resources there. I'm quite sure that they're instructed to do it, though. They're instructed from on high. They're not instructed politically, let's be clear. And the last thing uh, that the Taoiseach uh, or his family would want is that local Garda resources would be used uh, to provide security at his own home. But if there was an incident in Douglas... Yeah, well, that's the way it is. And if there was an incident like Carrigaline in Douglas, that squad car and that guard or guards could not move from Ballinlock. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there is a simple answer to this. Those resources should be extra resources uh, that are allocated to Cork and can be allocated then uh, to protect uh, the Taoiseach, his family and his home. Uh, they should not come from uh, local Garda resources in the Cork City area. I, I'm a- absolutely clear on that. And uh, that is an issue I will take up with the Gardaí because I don't believe that that is fair. And I know that the Taoiseach would certainly not want that to be the case. He has no role in this and he wouldn't want those resources resources to be coming from uh, his own community. You don't have security detail do you? Or Simon Coveney for that matter? Um, No I don't have a security detail no. Simon? Uh, I think he has a guard a driver so I I have a civilian driver. Oh I understand but does he have anybody outside his house? No. 
No. Okay, okay, no. okay. Just just a quick one here. Interesting text from somebody who was actually in town last night. Last night I passed up Washington Street walking, Neil, at 11 o'clock. There were at least, it says here, two and a half thousand young kids aged between 17 and 20 drinking on the courthouse steps and all over Washington Street. I see the kids buying their drink on Grand Parade, buying drink at all of the various off-licenses, and it's all become so sad and so dangerous. The guards were on the scene observing this. Now, sometimes in time later, the guard, he moved in, tried to disperse them. So that's an example there from actually past Washington Street and Grand Parade yeah. last night. Um, and, and much would say as a result of misbehavior of the young people, but also being out of the pubs at eight o'clock. It was inevitable this was going to happen. Yeah, and look, the, the guards there have to make a judgment call, uh, as they do every day of the week when they're faced with a situation like that. And look, it, it is, uh, you can argue, a consequence of the public health restrictions, but they are they are there for the greater good. They're not easy on anyone. And our young people, and I would say this generally, um, you know, we, we've been talking about the tiny minority there that have been involved in violent incidents. The vast, vast majority of our young people okay. have uh, paid an awful I price understand. in the last two years. And it's been really hard on them. Just and, and I do feel for them and like we are going to have to give them you can't uh, be throwing bottles at cops possible. just because you're having a tough time of it though, no no, I, know. Well, look, yeah. I, I drew that distinction O'Neill very clearly yeah, okay. between the people involved in that but I'm, I am making the general point that young people you know we've asked great sacrifice of them uh, in general to protect others from the disease because while it can affect young people generally they don't get terribly sick with it and we, we have asked them to make great sacrifices and the vast majority of them have done it without complaining and you have and no idea what the new year will bring with regards to where we're going to be with COVID and indeed with Omicron, no? I mean, there's, uh, is there any specu- there's speculation that we'll be looking at more in- issues in the in January, um, depending on how people behave over Christmas, is it? Well, look. At the, well, what I can say uh, for sure to people is there is no secret plan uh, to lock down the country. There is no secret date set for meetings of NEFET or meetings of government to make these decisions. Like I've heard these rumours and I've seen them circulating in, in the last number of days as well. Uh, they're not true. The bottom line is uh, we can't give any guarantees. We will need to keep it under review. It is a dangerous virus. We see the way it's ripping through the UK okay, and review. many other countries in Europe okay. so we will keep it under review but uh, but the way that people have responded uh, in recent days and when I look at the way in which the, the booster vaccination programme is now really accelerating I think we have a great chance of getting through this without having to go any further and very okay and very very briefly are you helping those as best you can who have been financially impacted by all of this uh, we are doing the best we can and uh, if you look at the range of measures that we have put in place now, we have reopened uh, the PUP for those that lost their job and we've reinstated the full rates uh, but our preference is that the employers would hold on to the employees and pay them through the wage subsidy scheme uh, because those rates uh, match the PUP rates and so we think it's much better uh, for employers to try and keep uh, the workers on the books so that they can resume trade uh, into the future. We have a range of other measures as you know, we've given a waiver of local authority rates. Uh, we now have a new uh, weekly payment for businesses that are impacted by the, these restrictions as well. We've allowed them to defer into the future any tax liabilities. Yeah. So I think when I look at what they've done in the UK even yesterday, I think we've done a far better job of supporting people who are directly impacted. It'll never be enough, Neil. I know that all that 
business owner business owners want to do is to trade. I know that, and their workers want to work, and I'm sorry that they can't do that. We are sorry that we're in this situation, but you know, COVID is here. Uh, it's nobody's fault. We just need to deal with it, and I think we are doing the best we can to look after people. Okay, thanks for taking the call. As always, uh, Michael McGrath, Minister. Happy Christmas to you and all your listeners, and to you and yours. Thank you, Michael. Michael McGrath, Minister for Public Expenditure, Cargillang Resident Local TD. Your thoughts are welcome. Text 0868104106. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. Well, the sweeping statement here by text is Michael McGrath for real. The parents here don't give a toss because they know there is no consequence for them. But do they worry at all about the consequence for their children or the rest of their children's lives, you know, trying to keep them on the straight and narrow so they have a happy and fulfilled life rather than a life of crime and worry and possible addictions and all that comes with it or maybe even early death. Text 0868104106. Phil says it's a breakdown of society. I wonder what that means. Phil, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you doing? A breakdown of society. In what way? Well, I think you need to find, um, with any issue, you need to find the root cause, Neil, you know. Mm. So, you know, throwing more guardy or locking them up, really, they're only band-aids, and it's not going to resolve the issue. Like, I'm, I'm, um, I know a couple of community guards down here, like, and they, they're out there, and they're involved in the local GA club and the youth club and everything, and they're, you know, they're, they're neighbours and they're friends and they're, you know, because their kids are involved. Um, so, like, I think the system globally is kind of broken down, really. I think it's happened gradually over a number of decades. Um, I think there's a, a kind of discipline is, is missing, you know. Like, when I was younger, I suppose my parents were slightly uh, disciplined as fairly hard, you know. Like, we went to bed at 9 o'clock because my dad went to bed at 9 o'clock, you know, and out came the wooden spoon when we were bold. We all had that. Then, yeah. yeah. We all had that. <laughs> the dreaded wooden spoon. But on the other hand, then you have uh, parents who are very lenient, you know, and that that's creates problems in itself. You know, I think we need a, a positive environment, uh, you know, in homes and schools and communities where there's mutual respect and uh, discipline for everybody. Um, like I'm involved in the GA club now, as I said, there with a couple of guards and they're, they're brilliant with the kids. Um, like there's one particular family that comes along and three of their kids are involved and they come to the, 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 the training session, the matches, they're all they're smiling and they're, they give 100% and they go away and they say thanks very much and the dad will collect the flags after and you know, it's a fantastic um, family atmosphere. And you, do you believe that it, you know? we shouldn't be expecting the guardie alone to deal oh, with absolutely. her, to mop up the results of people's carry-on? That's, that's exactly what they're doing, they're mopping up, you know, the, the issue is a lot deeper than that. Um, I read a book a few years ago there, about 10 years ago, by Tony Humphreys. Um, he's, a, he's a psychologist, yeah, a psychologist. I, I think okay. it's called A Different Kind of Discipline, I think, where he, he goes through all the different discipline, disciplinary problems in school and at home and, you know, how to give children's empowerment and build up their self-esteem, you know. Like, it, it's up to yourself, myself and all the listeners to, to create a society, you know. Um, because, you know, that, that we're proud to live in. Um, you know, it's set an example of positivity, for example. But I'd say that um, a lot of the parents whose children are involved in the stuff that we talk about, a lot of them must be absolutely mortified, not aware of it, you know. It's not as if every single one of them is bad at looking after their children, you know. Like, yeah, I think their kids are vulnerable, aren't they, you know, and they can easily be swayed. Like They could have easily been swayed into playing football or, or you know, going away with the scouts, but... As opposed to joining a gang, yeah. Exactly, you know, so it's a fine line, really, and that's where their their own self-respect and self-esteem comes into it. Like, so you need to, you know, in the first few years of life, I think your your first three years of life, I think your self-esteem is pretty much, you know, created, and it's so important in the first few years to, um, you know, uh, have a, a family of positivity and, 
I don't know, man. Surround with positivity. It just seems you know? to me because uh, it's easy for me to monitor it down through the years over the year, but it's just getting progressively worse and it worse is. and worse. I can't it imagine is. what it would be like with the scourge of drugs and feuding on top of it in, say, ten years' time. To be honest with you, I just can't exactly. Imagine. Uh, I think it's not going to get any better and throwing Gardy at it isn't the answer so okay. it's up to all of us to pull together you know thanks Phil let's get more calls on the air happy Christmas to you in spite of all of that back up to 10 text 0868104106 hey it's Kira. tune in to Saturday Breakfast on Red FM from 7am and wake up your weekend with music chats and all that's happening in Cork that's Saturday Breakfast on Red FM with me Kira Revens get it off your chest Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. Yes, indeed. And we're all here up to and including Christmas Eve today, tomorrow, and indeed Friday. Now we have 350 euro vouchers to give away every day. And you can spend them at the English market or give them as gifts, whichever you like. But uh, be inclined to go in there and have a, as the fellas, they say to me at home when it comes to the boxes of the sweets or the boxes of the chocolates or the biscuits, they say, you've put a fair old dent in those. So a 350 euro voucher for you to put a fair old dent in the English market. Um, and it's all based on the longest ho, ho, ho. So right about 20 minutes to midday, three callers on air will open the phone lines. You get an opportunity to test your lung capacity. Ho, ho. And then the longest ho that you can hold your breath for or indeed expand your breath for. Oh, and so on and so forth. Whoever does the longest wins a 350 euro voucher for the English market. Some more on that. Just um, let me get through some texts because it's been very busy. I, I, I don't accept this criticism. Somebody says by text, if what happened in uh, Carrigaline happened up in Knocknahini, your show would have been off the walls with calls. Uh, not a north side of myself and not a fan of the guards. Don't know why. But this is, that is unacceptable for anybody to come under that assault at work. But because it's Carrigaline, you will brush it under the carpet. Now, I'm glad you're listening and I'm very much interested in people's opinions and thoughts. But that's not true. I mean, I've been talking about the issues in Carrigaline like I would any other area of the city yesterday and indeed again this morning. And I am not selective about stories that I cover or regions of our city. And I'm not either biased to or from or against any particular area at all. It just doesn't exist. Just dealing with the stories, uh, just like I would if it were anywhere else in the city or county. I can't come on air, but are we forgetting that what the Gardaí did to all of the peaceful protesters at the Corrib gas line that time? Another one here. Regarding the Cargilline incident, you have to get to the root cause and resolve the issues within social society. Another person says, it's not at all weird that the youth of today are behaving the way they are. We have strenuous laws in place to protect our teenagers, protect our teenagers. Unfortunately, they know that they can abuse these laws uh, and they get away with it. We allow our children to grow up in a society where they have no consequences for their actions. Also, what's more Gardaí going to do? Nothing. These people are minors breaking the law. They'll keep getting away with what they're doing. Uh, text 0868104106. This is frightening. You can thank your liberals for all of this. We can't enforce any laws now because of their age. They're getting away with this, of course, uh, and they will take on the guards knowing there are no consequences. They know nothing will happen to them. Where are their parents? They must be very proud of them. Um, in any of the incidents we're talking about, whether it's the penknife attack, the slash hook attack, throwing bottles at the guards on Washington Street last night, or indeed dragging and kicking uh, down in, in Carrigaline. Um, this is frightening. Uh, I nearly knocked down a guarder two weeks ago. He was hiding in the bushes on the Mallow Road with a speed gun. He went to so much of an extreme, he nearly got himself killed. I wonder if they really need that. 
Um, it's not at all weird that the youth of today, Neil, are behaving the way they are. We have strenuous laws in place to protect them and they know they can abuse the laws and get away with it. We allow our children to grow up in a society where there are no consequences. Um, three female members of Gardaí on duty in a known red alert flashpoint area. Am I the only one who thinks that this is madness, says Anthony. And just another few. I travel to Glandor from Cork every day. I'm stopped at a checkpoint at least three to four times a week. I never have a problem any of the, with any of the guards at their checkpoints. Good few. All right. What uh, when discipline was taken out of schools? That's when you learn. When you that's where you learn respect for authority. When they took it out of schools, it took away all respect for authority, and the guardie were lost. Yeah, there's discipline in schools, and there was some of the carry on back in the day that was certainly. Uh, bordering on cruelty if it wasn't cruelty in itself I mean you were talking about back in the day when there was a lot of discipline in schools where some of the teachers um, really should have been in counselling and and clearly were psychiatrically unwell with the way they behaved with regards to uh, some students and the amount of force uh, and discipline that they imposed on them and I'm, I'm talking from you know actually eyewitness and hands-on experience of that. How is it that uh, two female guardy can travel and work a shift together? Surely they should always have a male partner to provide protection in situations like this. Well, as I said yesterday, it shouldn't matter whether the guard is male or female if people are behaving themselves. It's not the guards that are needed in Cargilline, it's the army. Send them in, send in a tank. Those kids are lawless. Cargilline is too big and has no guard of presence. It's about time our local ministers did something about it. And just two more. Remember the, that respect is a two-way street. Fear is not a word that should be used for people whose role is to protect us. Well, all I know is back in the day, people did have a fear of the guards. Stop repeating these situations. My head's going to burst. We hear the same stuff every few weeks, says Mary. Um, we keep hearing the same story. Yeah, well, that's the society we're living in and nothing seems to be done about it except to allow it to get worse. So that's why you say people are repeating the same situations. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now on the new number 0818 104 Merry Christmas! As we head overseas, like we do every single year, for greetings and requests for those that won't be home. And we have Corkonians in the Lebanon, obviously enough, because we have army presence there. And I just want to check in with one or two of them, if you will. Amongst them, Corporal Gavin O'Donovan. Uh, from Grondebrocher, Gavin, good morning. Neil, how's it going, buddy? Good morning, Happy Corporal. Christmas. How are you? And how are you all in the Leb? All is good now, thank God. I hope you're all keeping well at home. Here we're grand, apart from the bloody weather isn't the, isn't the greatest. What's it like there? It's very damp. No, to be honest, it's something similar to home. But uh, the winters aren't as long here. Another weeks there now will clear up, hopefully. And you're... We you're go home a- like dairy milks after a bit of sun. <laughs> I go home like dairy milks, I love it. And this isn't your first time over, sure it's not, Gavin. You've, have you completed several tours? Yeah, this is my third trip now. This will be my second to Lebanon, and I was in the Golan Heights a few years ago as well. Oh, my God, you get around. Well, well used to it. Yeah, well used to it. So this isn't your first Christmas in the Leb? No, I, I actually, I only do winter trips. I try to be away for the coldest, wettest start <laughs> this month of the year. I'm not a Grinch or anything, but I prefer the summer months. Like. Okay, so what's Christmas week like there, and indeed Christmas Day? Well, it was very busy there, no, the last few days we had the Minister for Defence over and the Chief of Staff. So there was a lot of moving parts there, no, with dignitaries and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Christmas itself there, no, we'll just all get together like a big family, have a big meal, 
and uh, there'll be a, a bit of a sing-song and stuff in the evening. And uh, will we'll you have a bit all... of downtime there now, hopefully. Will so that be all the trimmings, the like anyway. the turkey, the ham? Will they get spiced beef from Cork out here? There's not a hope of getting the spiced beef, <laughs> but we'll have the works of hair from that. That's a shame I hadn't a bit of notice I could have got some out for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can do it for the lads on the next trip now for next Christmas. They'll give it a good home. I'll definitely sort it for next year. But tell me, who's back home then? Home is Grana Braher, is it? Yeah, but uh, with that, I'd like to make it pay a special mention to my beautiful fiance Trisha. She's doing Trojan work down in Ring of Skiddy and Pfizer, uh, working on that new COVID uh, pill. Uh, my mum and dad, who... And my brother and sister, they left the North Sea. They're actually down in Ladies Bridge, now done by Gary Vaux. Right. And and, uh, and was your dad like a was was your dad in the army before you? I wonder how did you get involved? Would you believe? I tell you the truth. The only reason I joined the army was over the recession. <laughs> I never had anyone on either side of my family in the army. Right. And do you love it? I love it. You get paid to keep fit, and if you're a sociable creature like myself, you get to. You get to know people from all over the country. Yeah. I have friends from all over the country, you know, thanks to the army. Yeah, yeah but you're safe, but, though. Are you safe where you are? It's reasonably safe at the moment, yeah. Yeah. And touch yeah. wood, hopefully it stays that day. Yeah, and I know you're engaged to Trish. Is there any plans for a date or anything? Oh, that's all locked in, Neil. We have that good to go <laughs> now when I come back. <laughs> well, is it sometime in the summer or what? It will be next next winter. Next We're going to have a roiler. Yeah, yeah. I also hear you're a handy hurler and footballer. Is that right? I wouldn't say handy, no. I, I play a bit I play a bit of hurling there, no. A bit of junior B with the gallant Lock Rovers, so a special <laughs> mention to the lads. But I, be, I would be a staunch Cork fan, all right. <laughs> and I look forward to getting on the bus up the Torlis again with the Red Army. Whenever that happens. And do you get to yeah. play any bit of ball out there, hurling and football? Any bit of a kick around, no? In, in your bit of downtime, yeah, you can go down to what we call Fiji Care Park there. There's a big old opening there and you can have a puck around and kick a ball around and things like that. I know. And what about the presents then? Will the family send stuff out to you or what? They, they'd send stuff out, all right, but you'd want a wallet nine months pregnant. They, the stamps are fairly costly to bring stuff out, all right? You'd want a wallet nine months pregnant. I love it. <laughs> so what, what, will, what will be on... I assume you guys have a Christmas tree out there in the barracks, yeah? Oh, we have a bit of a Christmas tree there, no, yes. There was actually a guy who came in there, no, and he was selling all Christmas stuff to us the other day, the locals. So it's, it, that's a good thing about the trip as well, you know. We mingle with a lot of the local business people yeah. as well, and we're putting a small bit yeah. of money into the yeah, yeah, local yeah. economy as well, you know. And tell me, how long is the trip then? How long would you be away? So a trip is normally, it's usually 26 weeks, Neil, six months. Pre-COVID, you would have a break in between, but with what's going on at the moment, we just we do it right through the six months. Has there many Cork so, fellas down there with you? I mean, some there are men and women there, aren't there? There is. There's actually there's a good few Cork people on this trip at the moment. And uh, with that, could I do a bit of a Derry O'Callaghan there, Neil? Could I just pay <laughs> a special mention to <laughs> Margaret and Patrick Murdoch and family? Uh, Kara Keating would like to wish her family well, as would uh, Martin McCreevy, Ryan Courtney, Paul D. Uh, there's a lad here from Kildarry, Brendan McSweeney. He'd like to give a shout out to Sharon, Gracie, and Ellie. And then lastly, the lads and engineers, a shout out to Janice and Caroline 
from Brendan and Robert. They miss him very much. Well, now, in fairness, and, to fairness to you, you obviously went around to all of your army friends, gathered up all the requests for them, did you? Uh, it was a bit of both, to be <laughs> honest. A bit of both. We we meet up there at coffee time and we'd all be chatting away. I'm on with Prendival in the morning. Anybody want a shout out, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they kind of... Yeah, a bit of both, yeah. Well, and no. lastly... Gavin for Jacob he loves him loads <laughs> right okay if you miss anyone come back to me and we can top up do you have a fella there a gunner by the name of Darren Pardy yeah I'll put Darren on sure. listen Gavin you, you should do a bit you should do a bit of stand up comedy out there you'll be a dead hit you'd be super duper at it you know all I want is a cod supper out of the golden <laughs> fry and you'll be happy out <laughs> I'll have one on your behalf, all right? <laughs> Give it a good home. I will. Good luck. Oh, he's a real fine daffodil, Gavin O'Donovan. Gunner Darren Pardy is also out there. Quick chat and a few shout-outs from Darren. Are you there, Darren? Hi, Neil. How's it going? Good, pal. Hello. How are you? You're, um, you're a lot younger than the one and only Gavin O'Donovan. Early 20s. Is this your first tour? Uh, yeah, this has been my first tour overseas now, so you, hopefully many more to come. Yeah, are you enjoying it? Yeah, you know, it's great. Um... Since I got off the plane now, it's been new experiences every day, so the, even the culture over here and just the country itself is completely different to home. Well, fair play to you. Now, Gavin was saying that he has no family connection with the army whatsoever, but you do, don't you? I do, I do. I have a, a brother in the army back home. He's an NCO, so wishing him a happy Christmas and the family as well. And is there a longer history than that? Like maybe your dad or uncles or people like that in Collins' barracks, maybe? Uh, there is. I have my my uncle was in the army, and my granddad before that, and I had uncles in the reserves as well. So you're missing the family at this time. Your first Christmas away. What's that like? Um, it's different. It's different. But you know, we're, we're out here doing you know kind of a a, a good cause. So yeah. kind of it's nice, yeah. nice yeah. in the back of the mind, knowing you know. So you're a gunner. That means you deal with artillery, isn't it? Yeah. So I'd be attached to a mortar platoon over here now. Okay. Okay. So you obviously had a lot of training with regards to that. Yeah, I had to go through the gunner's course now and stuff, and uh, the farm up as well for overseas was pretty pretty busy as well the weeks leading up to the trip. Yeah, okay. So all those boxes were ticked and you are where you are. What would Christmas dinner be like? I mean, was it, were you saying that there could be three, four hundred soldiers in the one canteen eating turkey and ham? Yeah, 315 uh, men and women over here in the canteen, so it should be, should be good crack. And what's the food like? Shout out for the catering staff. Do you know, it, it's, it's pretty good out here now, you know, so can't complain. Happy times. <laughs> okay, and who's back home then do you want to say hello to? Uh, I just want to say hello to my mum, dad and Aaron and my three nieces and my brother and his wife and just the lads over in the recce company as well. And let them all wish happy Christmas home and all that stuff. All right, my man. Well, listen, enjoy your week. I hope there's lots of prezzies under the army tree for you. And you enjoy your yeah, few days. So. All right. Stay safe. Got right. Stay safe, Darren. You and all of the lads and girls out there. All right. Thanks very much, Neil. Happy Christmas to you all. Happy Christmas to you as well. Thanks. Build a fire and gather round the tree. That's an ace song, isn't it? That's a cracker. That's Ed Sheeran with Elton John and Merry Christmas. That's a big number. Actually, we were chatting with Lana earlier this morning. She was talking about the perfect Christmas Day start. And she mentioned that it's got to be four inches of snow outside and (laughs) sipping 
bubbly at 28 minutes past 10 in the morning. This is a poll that's out. They also say, you know the way everything now is so analysed in the world that we live in, probably way too analysed, more interested in maybe going with the flow and see how things are give it up to the universe but apparently the optimum number of gifts as Lana was saying is 13 the wake up time is 2 minutes to 8 Christmas morning you must watch 2 festive films you must eat 2 mince pies and that will all contribute to your dream day mind you if you don't get on with the people in the house and you're not happy none of that matters a damn I suppose but they also say and I mentioned one of the big unsung heroes at Christmas time is the gravy never mind the poor old turkey which can be too dry a lot of the time but mulled wine also and not enough batteries for the presents and the gifts these are the unsung heroes you get all of the gifts but you never forget all the work the batteries put into it and they also talked this morning about the amount and this is obviously sponsored by a turkey gravy company but I believe that the gravy is central to the day and I'm happy to say that um, you know my son is as bad as me when it comes to, to good gravy but they're talking then after all of the eating uh, and all of the quaffing uh, we'll put on half a stone uh, because of the limitless festive food. Did I read somewhere that the Christmas Day dinner has 9,000 calories? That's a lot of calories. So Irish adults tend to gain half a stone over the Christmas period. Mind you, you can walk it off. They're saying to burn off the Christmas dinner alone, you need 12 hours of walking. So maybe if you wanted to have a really good slap up Christmas dinner, you should start walking Christmas morning at about six in the morning and then have dinner after a 12 hour walk um, at six o'clock in the evening. So go anywhere between six and 9,000 calories. And on the holiday period alone, anything up to two and a half pounds in weight. And a final Christmas one for you. And this is nothing for men to be bigging up and getting all excited about we won, we won, we're the greatest. But apparently men outspend women, but only, only on Christmas Eve. So what's that telling you? That we leave it too late and we're panic buyers, which means that in retail, you could probably sell anything to a man on Christmas Eve afternoon. So we do outspend the women, but only on Christmas Eve. Lines open at 1850 104 Text 0868104106. My apologies to Barry from earlier on. Barry, good morning. Well. I'm good, pal. I'm good. Happy Christmas to you. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I wish it was only Christmas I was talking about, but it ain't. Yeah. And uh, your, your thoughts. Go ahead. Firstly, they have a job to do. They're professional at what they do. And 99% of the time, they're outstanding and upstanding. They, you know, there's people talking about checkpoints or COVID. All that is to keep people safe and keep people, you know, on the, on the straight and narrow and to protect us all, right? Now, certainly, Neil, on these, um, you know, not a lot of people, but there's a certain element out there, Neil, and there's, in every society, no matter how many guards it has on the beat, that will just cause trouble and that around having a few drinks and things get out of hand. Whether they intend they intended to get out of hand or not, it's not the point. Sometimes they do get out of hand. And the only way I think to sort these people out and these folks who maybe go purposely yeah. and attack Gardee, Neil, this, all this Osho and... Well, they were throwing bottles at them last night on Washington Street and they were kicking and dragging them in Carrigaline. Yeah. Guards. Now, hand in my heart, if I had witnessed that in Carrigaline, I might have hopped on and dragged them off the guards and helped the guards. Before, I should, should Good luck with that. There was about 60 of them well, that turned on you. Well, know, you. these guys might be as tough as there's a bloke or a couple of blokes. I don't know, Neil, what I would have done. I would have been shocked. But the only way to stop this, Neil, and we have to do this, and it starts now, zero tolerance. You know, you catch these thugs, hold them till their parents come down and take them out of whatever's holding cell there is, get the parents' name address, iPad and Bic, 
and you take money out of their account, get the revenue involved, Neil, and it won't be long stopping the cough, the cough of these Muppet families and these Muppet kids who think, I can do what I want, I'm 16, I'm 17, I can attack a bandardee, physically assault them, throw bottles of guards in the middle of Cork City and I get away with it. No, you won't. Grab the thugs, these Muppets, who are, who are guilty, okay. hold them till the parents come down, and whatever time of the goddamn morning, it doesn't matter. You get the parents' bank details, get the revenue involved, and you find them 500, you find them 250, 250, 500. There's a scaling fine, and we just do it, Neil. There's no, I can't afford a card, or Jimmy, you know, he's only done it once. You go in, you get revenue involved, and you take, you find the families of these Muppet And that's how you deal with it, parental responsibility where it hits them in the pocket. You have to, because, look, I've been to college, I've been agreed two years and go away. We've all had a, you know, and I've never once came across a guard. Civil responsibility to an ill must kick in here too. Be proud of where you're from. Be proud of being Irish. Be proud of the fact that we've a police force without guns. Yeah, they seem to be proud in Carrigaline because some of these idiots were roaring and screaming, Carrigaline is top, Carrigaline is number one, Carrigaline is... What are they saying, that the village is or that their gang is? I'm not sure. The village is or the gang is. Either way, you don't prove you're tough by attacking guards. You prove you're a muppet, an absolute scum. Lowest of the low. You've no civil pride that I think 90% of people have, but there's an element that don't. But to get that element off the street, Neil, and to to go, you have to get the revenue involved, Neil, and that's it. There's no, I can't afford it, sir. Well, then we take 20 quid out per month for two years. All right. But we're going to find you 250 per child per incident or even 150 and you scale it up. It's a very interesting conversation yesterday. You know, talk about early intervention. Somebody was telling me the story of two different people that they knew when they were young. One young fella called a guard a bad name Right, and the other fellow robbed uh, some kind of decoration off a shopping mall Christmas tree. And on okay. both incidences, the guardy brought these young fellas home to their parents, and there yeah. was murder when murder. they went home. But somebody, they were telling me this story yesterday, and they were saying, what a waste of guard of time, they were saying, bringing a young okay. fellow home. But I said, I actually, it's the opposite. I that agree. They put the fear, these two guys grew up to be fantastic young men because the go. fear of God was put into them by being brought home in a squad car at the Stay age here. of maybe 12 or 13 yeah. to their parents. Yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, here, here. Now, look, taking a, a Christmas decoration off a Christmas tree, fair enough, it's not the worst thing in the world, but... No, but, you know, I'm just saying, yeah, it, didn't, do, it didn't lead on to other things in later life because it was nipped Don't in the bud. like a scare from, the, from a guard called your house with little Johnny and little Mary. And, but then on top of that, depending on the severity of why the guard is at your door or what your kid has done, you get the revenue involved there and then and you right. take money out of their account and you right. keep it them until these Muppets cop on. We have to get heavy on these Muppets. Okay, thanks so for your, thanks for your listening and your contributions down through the years, thanks, Barry. Right. Have a happy Merry Christmas. Christmas. Bye-bye. Back after Bye. the break. you want to speak to Neil Prenderville in the new year, you'll need the new number 0818-104-106. Please hang up and try again. Cork's Red FM. Yes, indeed. We have a 350 euro voucher for the English market every day this week. And if you've been in there recently, you'll know how fabulous it is with all sorts of different traders selling all sorts of beautiful things. Meat and fish and herbs and spices, fruits and vegetables, sauces and oils, chocolates, cakes, cheeses, pastas, flowers, you name it. Everything and anything in the English market. So a 350 euro voucher will go a long, long way. So in about an hour's time, the phone lines will be open and we'll take some callers on the air for the longest ho, ho, ho. The first two hoes are fine. They're the short ones. Ho, 
ho. Then the deep breath and the longest ho. Whoever can do it for the longest wins the daily voucher of 350 euro for the English market. So uh, hang in there for that. Uh, those people would attack you and me just like they would attack the Gardaí. And that's what they are doing. Even makes it worse when it is the Gardaí, though. What chance have we got when people behave like animals? Courts are way too lenient. It's only there. It's only in the courts that it can be changed. Heavier sentences is the answer. Might stop them laughing coming out of court. Uh, one more here. The suspended sentencing is because they are tied up for space in prisons. They should build a new big prison in Ireland. Uh, so no more suspended sentences. And there are enough people on social welfare that are unemployed if they can't find a job. Give them a job and get them working in and building and then working in a new prison. Just one final one on Washington Street last year with my mother outside waiting after taking her out from the hospital. Long story short, that's where I was. Uh, I was almost arrested in the wrong for something that happened earlier in the city. When they knew it wasn't me, they knew they made a mistake, but I didn't get an ounce of an apology, even after I rang to complain. A bit of common sense would be a start for them, the Gardaí. Typically, just dive in without the facts in place. They lost me anyway. Uh, please don't get in touch, but I hope you get to read it out, a case of mistaken identity. Lines open and one... Oh, actually, well got a new phone number that I need to be drilling into your head now 0818104106 the text number remains the same 0868104106 into the phone lines we go Maria good morning good morning Neil. I know you weren't uh, well yes you got a weakness on Patrick I, Street I did on Tuesday morning Tuesday and sorry yes yeah. I was yes, waiting sir. for the bus and I just felt unwell and I mentioned it to a lady beside me and she went and got me water but there were two other girls there and I wasn't aware they had actually rang for an ambulance. Did you, did you pass out? Like, did you collapse? Twice, I did. Actually, twice, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Did you fall? And, uh, I, I don't know. I actually don't know. But they said I went down and I went down the second time. <sighs> and I was longer out the second time. So, um, oh, there were two girls. No, unfortunately, I didn't get their name, but they were sisters and they stayed. But I was unaware that they actually had rang for an ambulance. So they waited with me until the ambulance came and they were so, so nice. And I said, you know, they spent so much time and the week that's in it, Christmas week that's in it. And uh, I just want to really thank them and the ambulance crew. They were so helpful okay. and so nice. So two sisters mm-hmm. in their 30s stopped, sisters, came to your aid. Yes, and another yes. lady then went and got and water they, for you. She did, she did, she did. Yeah, yeah. People and the ambulance, so did they check you out? They did, they did twice. They did actually. And, and they kept me for quite a while and then they got me a taxi home. Okay. I didn't, I didn't want to go to a hospital. I just, okay. so they... They made sure I got into a taxi and, you know, they organised a taxi. And was there. it, do you think, a, like a sudden drop in your blood pressure? I, or I don't know. I actually don't know because the ambulance, they checked my blood pressure twice and it was okay. So I actually don't really know what happened. Were you fasting or something? Maybe No, you hadn't I wasn't. I wasn't actually. I had my breakfast. No. It's, yeah. You want to um, get that checked out, Maria? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I know. It was just a little bit of blood pressure dropping or whatever. It could have been. It could, it's just that people were so good and those girls spent so much time. I know. I had to be there for quite a while and they stayed. And unfortunately, as I say, I didn't get their names. Okay, okay. So I just, and, and the ambulance crew, I just want to thank them. I'm glad you called because you know? it's always great to call and say thanks to people who anonymously help, you know, when, you know, 
they don't have to, but it's right that they do. They so don't. to those two sisters and the other lady who got you yes. the water and to the ambulance crew that were so kind, a big thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay. Especially the week that's in us when everybody is so busy. Rushing and racing. You know, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, get, yeah, that, yeah. get that checked out, Maria, you know. I will. It, you know it's I probably will. something very small and they can put it right probably, here. Probably. Happy Christmas to you. And thank you, thank you so much. Okay, thank girl, you. Bye bye. Yourself. Bye bye. what a lovely lady, Maria, ringing up to say thank you. Actually, talking about thank yous, I got a lovely text in saying, please pass on our thanks to the Barn Restaurant, who've been incredible to the children at Cara School all year long. They're so supportive and have showed wonderful community spirit at the Barn. They even brought the kids selection boxes. Thank you from all of the staff and students at Cara School to everybody at the Barn. It's been a while since I've been to the Barn, but I have been there on a few occasions in the past and every single time I end up saying to myself wow why don't I come here more often it's a fabulous spot and has been for years just outside uh, of Mayfield um, so good morning to them all and happy Christmas and well done for supporting the children at Cara School meanwhile Isabella good morning hello how are you just a, just a follow up there on, on um, maybe just an update for us with regards to COVID positives and negatives what was the backstory? positives oh. or negatives so basically, I was a vaccinated non-household contact and I received this information on Saturday morning. Yeah. So I went on to the HSE website to see what I was required to do. Um, and they said if, that I had to take three antigen tests with two days between each test over the course of five days. But as a, as so, a as doubly vaccinated close contact, were you told to restrict? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. Just, just three. Just because you were doubly vaxxed, just the antigens, and yep. uh, and so you did. Okay. Okay. So I did. I took the first antigen test, and this was negative. Okay. Um, and then I was kind of, you know, thinking in my head, I, I just like to take a PCR test for peace of mind because, you know, we would be seeing our families over the Christmas period. Okay. So I booked a PCR test, went for that Saturday afternoon, and I received my results Sunday evening, um, and they were positive. Now, I was, you know, really shocked because I have no symptoms. I still have no symptoms. Um, I was quite upset because obviously then I was, you know, isolated for 10 days and yeah. I missed Christmas. Um, so then I have two young kids and they are not vaccinated. Yeah. So the requirement is that they needed to go for PCR tests. So my partner booked those PCR tests for Monday afternoon. Yeah. And I said my partner you may as well book a test too because you'll be bringing them and then he said look I'm going to book you for another PCR test you never know what the result might be at the time I thought it was silly you know I'm positive I have to take that seriously so we all went for another PCR test on Monday afternoon and all results came back negative yesterday including uh, uh, including yours including mine yeah were you? Do you think that you were at the latter stages of COVID when you got the first positive PCR and it was gone when you got the second one, you know, with the time difference? I don't yes, know. of course. I mean, that may be possible, oh, but I'm actually receiving um, dental treatment for the last eight weeks and they do an antigen test on me every week and they have all been negative. Okay. All right. So that's very peculiar, isn't it? Um, very. Yeah. Uh, so what would you put that down to? Why would one be net positive and the next one then a couple of days later negative? I mean, maybe, you know, I got a false result. I mean, obviously they're very um, accurate, you know, whoever's doing the testing, but obviously human error can happen too. Um, 
if I had symptoms now, I'd have to say, look, I am positive, but I, I don't, and I, I think I know, you have to yeah. isolate. Like, I've heard, I've heard of people who went for PCRs when they were coming back from overseas, and I know of one where a chap who was coming back told me that the first one was inconclusive. That's mm-hmm. different to being positive. That was inconclusive, and they yes. went back the next day for a second one, and that was, was negative. You see, the issue here is that if you went for the PCR and it said, the first one said you were negative... You'd have just gone on with your life. Exactly, yeah. Weird, isn't um, it? Very bizarre. So, um, ironically enough, my GP rang me last night um, offering me a booster vac- vaccine and I said, oh, have you not seen my PCR results? And he said no, and I explained the situation because I, I don't know what to do. And he was stumped. He hadn't come across it before. Um, he said he'd contact public health and he would come back to me. So he has since come back to me this morning and he said that they'd still treat it as a positive. <laughs> but the second one was negative. I know, and I just feel it's so unfair. Why, would they, why would they accept the positive and not the negative? The negative was he the said, most up-to-date one. Because he said there had to be enough of it in my system to test positive on Sunday. But there wasn't on, was it Monday or Tuesday? Monday, yeah. So I've actually booked another PCR test for today. How much are they costing you? Oh, well, I'm going through the HSE. Okay, so they're, okay. They're, so, so if that was the case and the, the second one was positive after the first one being negative, are you going to have to restrict your movements over Christmas now and Christmas Day? I will, yeah. So, What would I've that mean in the home, them. though? Pardon? What would that mean in your home? What will you do? So I, I will be at home with my two kids and my partner. I have a little baby, so I can't. I can't restrict. I can't stay away from him. But does the does the restriction mean that you'll be in a bedroom, or will you have Christmas dinner, or open the presents together, or watch a film? I I don't know. I honestly don't know. My doctor said public health would be on to me, but I haven't received any calls. Bizarre. So you're going to go for another PCR now to see. It's kind of a lottery. Might be. Might not. Exactly. I figure. You know, if whatever the two out of the three results are is what I'm going to take. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think you're I think you should follow whatever the next one is you know? yeah I think that's what I'm going to do I mean it, it seems to be a bit of a grey area and doesn't no one it? give me a clear answer yeah, yeah it's a bit like the COVID cert and the app it, it doesn't update when you've had a booster it should exactly but yeah. it still and says last vaccinated GP. June you know that kind of thing yes and my GP told me I can't get my booster now for three months because I've had a positive result <laughs> God's sake I suppose I suppose it could be down to the person who's given you the test as well. But how would that be? That would only come back as ta- as as um, uh, inconclusive or spoiled or something, you know? Why would it come back as yeah. positive and then negative? Weird. I, I'm baffled. <laughs> when are you getting the third one? So I'm getting it this afternoon. So uh, fingers you, crossed I'll have results You've got to come back and let us know in the morning. I huh? will, of course. All right. Yeah. Okay, Isabella, <laughs> you've had some journey, huh? I have. It's been a stressful few days. <laughs> Come back and let me know the results, will you? Everybody will be keen to find out. Yes, of course. Talk Thank tomorrow so then. Much. Cheers. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Text 0868104106. Yesterday was, of course, the shortest day. You'd never think it, the day is longer today than it was yesterday because it's a dark and 
dreary and misty old start to the to, to the first day after the winter solstice. But um, come the 21st of December, you see, the wheel turns again. The sun stops declining, apparently. And that means that our days, slowly but surely, will get longer. So it's all up from here on in. So the Yuletide celebrated by those that love the winter solstice involves witches. And uh, Seamus was down yesterday joining the Yall witches in the Green Park in Yall for the gathering of their New Year celebrations. The winter solstice, the time of Samhain. So the winter solstice means about uh, giving us hope that the light is returning. So, you know, um, we go into the darker time of the year, but then the sun being reborn on the 21st of December, it just gives us that little bit of hope and it gives us a hope for spring returning and fertility. So we all need hope, especially at the moment. The coming of the light. That's exactly what it is, yeah. A lot of... uh, what is in Christianity has actually come from paganism because before Christianity came along, you know, people worship the sun, moon and stars. They worked with the seasons because seasons would have been very important, especially in Ireland, because we needed to know, you know, when food was going to grow, when the cold was going to come in, when to, to collect firewood. So we live by the seasons. We live by the light of the moon, the light of the stars. So paganism was always there. And then Christianity came along. And I believe it came to Ireland probably around the 11th century. If you consider that, we say paganism was so... Definitely in Ireland it was the way to live. And um, I suppose when Christianity came, what they did was to make it a little bit more palatable to the people who lived here. They um, built their holidays around what um, already existed. So Ostera would be around Easter time. So Yule then is the Christmas time. So it was all adapted to make it just a little easier because people were already used to celebrating at those times of year, winter solstice, summer solstice. There's, there's quite a few that are have, you know, that are correlated one to the other. Actually, is you hold it in your left hand, you put anything in your life you want to just dispel or get rid of things like maybe fear or sadness or whatever it is. It's your first time coming to something like this. Yeah. And what did you make of it? Oh, I love this. Yeah. I can't say anything else. I mean, it's just we're all missing ritual in our lives because we've been kind of excluded from the mainstream by choice and by the way things are in the main, you know, churches and so on. So I think we all need an alternative to express our spirituality and our connection to the earth and to all the possibilities that life actually holds, but we often don't see that or know it and we're not actually almost allowed to see it and know it. We blot it out with alcohol and drugs and whatnot often and then we don't have the energy. I've actually discovered in my old age that I'm I'm not a joiner. I'm more kind of a loner. But I do like a sense of belonging. But I'm careful what I belong to. It has to fit me. And I have to fit it as well. We celebrate the returning of the light. So you've got your Christmas tree, which obviously is is pagan. So at that time, they used to bring in Christmas trees, the evergreen, because, again, it represented fertility. Um, And life does go on. You know, the reed represents the, the year, the wheel of the year. So 
we do it very much the same way as we have the wreath, we have our candles, we have the Yule log, the lighting of the Yule log, and all of that now, as Donna was saying, you know, in a way, has been incorporated into Christmas, but these are actually pagan uh, rituals or pagan celebrations that were always there. We've always had that love of the supernatural, and I think it's just people now uh, recognising that they can be who they need to be, and they're not afraid to stand up anymore and say, look, this is my belief system, this is what I believe in, I know that I can feel, you can feel the energy of the earth around you, you can feel the energy of the tree, and people are not afraid to come forward now and to, to, to do that. Now, we, we don't really know what way they would have done the rituals back then, because... For one, they didn't write them down, and a lot has been lost. But we do know that they were important times of the year for them. So what we're trying to do now is piece back slowly together what might have happened. And obviously we don't live in the same world that they lived in now. So we've got to do, while we have to do the rituals for ourselves now as we live in this modern world, but obviously with a connection to the ancient world. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Once more. That's a lovely one, Michael Bublé. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. We're talking about Christmas presents recently, and Trisha texted. She says, Many years ago, my mother bought my sister a doll for Christmas. Not from Santa Claus, he did his own thing, but a doll for Christmas. And the night before, while putting the toys together, she realized it was a male baby doll. So she decided to heat the poker in the fire and melt it off. I'm quite sure you know what I mean by melt it off. It's almost 11 o'clock. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from four for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from four. Dave Max Drive. New year, new number for Neil. 0818 and the text number remains the same. Text 0868 104 106. We have 350 euro vouchers to give away every day this week. Today, tomorrow, and indeed Christmas Eve. So we're looking for the longest ho, ho, ho. Courtesy of ourselves in the English market, you will have 350 euro to spend for whomever, in about 40 minutes time, can give us the longest ho, ho, ho. You'll be on the clock. All right. So a bit of practice between now and around about quarter to midday and we'll open the phone lines. A 350 euro voucher for the English market. Meanwhile, I'm a proud Cork owner. A lot of texts actually. We're talking about shopping in the city and what have you. It's an interesting perspective from Gillian. I'm a proud Corkonian. I live in a village near McCroom, but I have no interest in going into Cork City. I may go there once or twice a year. Really? That's all? We went for Glow a few weeks back and it was lovely, but I do get, and I do get that there are nice parts if, you know, you want to go to one of the two of the fabulous eateries. But just as cities go, I much prefer Galway, Kilkenny or even Waterford. It's just a hassle going to Cork City and expensing and parking is just way too expensive. One day we parked on the street and tried to get a parking ticket. Couldn't find one anywhere that sells them and then tried to ring the number, but it kept rejecting our call. So I go to McCroom, I go to Killarney, I go to Ballancolic to do all my shopping now. 
Sorry, Cork, says Gillian. Actually, I don't know whether you ever thought about getting the Park Magic app, which I think is absolutely fantastic. You literally load the credit onto your phone and your car reg, and you never need a parking ticket ever again. But anyway, uh, I'd like to wish our son Shane Pierce, his partner Caroline, and our lovely grandson Mason in Sydney a very happy Christmas, and I can't wait to see them in the new year. Love from mum and dad, Tony and Josephine. You know, if you pick, thank you for that, it's lovely. If you picked up a text like that, it would sit very well this time last year, wouldn't it? Morning, could you please wish my mum and dad a very happy Christmas? Chrissy and Jerry Fitzgerald in Onslow Gardens with love from Christine and all of the Fitzgerald's family. Uh, what a lovely conversation again with Noreen down in West Cork winning the Christmas lights competition and the decorations. And a lovely texture says, listening to Noreen has put the biggest smile on my face. Huge congrats. She sounds like such a lady and so humble. The epitome of what your show is all about. Well done, guys. Great shows and great to hear the Christmas songs in full force. And one or two more here. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you and all of the team. Believe me, in the dark days and lonely days this year, you were always there like my morning friends in dark days. Even though the sun was shining outside, it was still a dark time. Loneliness is a very hard thing, but this year ends on a high. I'm out and about volunteering to save lives with first responders. I'm visiting old people in nursing homes. But really, thank you to your team for being there. I know it's a show, but for all times, you feel like as if I'm with you. That's why you're number one. So happy Christmas, guys. Remember your neighbor could be sitting there alone and a hello to them would make their day. Happy Christmas, gang. Just a simple card or hello can change people's days. And a lovely gesture then, uh, and I love these acts of kindness. I want to just text in and say, I witnessed something quite humbling yesterday. I was walking through Patrick Street and saw some elderly man reaching into his back pocket as if he was looking for something, only to see a young fella in his teens approach him and hand him a bunch of 50-euro notes that he had dropped. You know, there's a lot of negativity about the youth today. And as a father with young kids, I thought it was lovely to see a random act of kindness like that. They're so great to see. Merry Christmas to all. Yeah, it's important to hear these stories because you know what? We criticize different generations, don't we? And we generalize in that criticism and we shouldn't. So the young fella obviously found the bunch of 50s that the elderly man had whatever reason dropped from his back pocket or lost and he walked up to him and handed every single one of them back that's a great message at Christmas time isn't it for sure Gillian good morning Good morning, Neil. Happy Christmas. Uh, and many happy returns. Although there's a bit of a kind of a wobble on the road of the re- lead into Christmas for you. Your son's got suspended, is it? He, he did, yeah. Um, mm. He got suspended Monday this week, Monday morning. Okay. And has um, it got to do with his haircut? Yeah. All right. Okay. 100%. And did, did he just get it cut recently, was it? He got it cut on Saturday in um, town. Yeah. With the Christmas rush, Neil everyone is trying to get in early get appointments you know with COVID people don't want to be going into packed places yeah. and I said look we go to town we get a cost make your appointments so I made the appointment now he was a bit anxious because he did think this road was ahead of him I told him go to town get, we go to town Saturday we get his hair cut because of the Christmas rush so we went to town got his hair cut he was a bit anxious going in because he, he knew this was ahead of him yeah when you say it was ahead of him, are you saying that he knew that it possibly would cause grief at yes. school? Okay. Yes, and, and, exactly. And, but he got it but caught anyway, a thing called a four-fifths. Now, that's like a fade up the side of the head, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. And uh, the, 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 the further down the head, the less hair and the top it's, of it it's has... It's called a skin, a skin fade. Yeah. Which, there's a lot of hair still on top. On top. Four or five on top. Yeah. But his his appearance became, became scruffy, so it's like you have to get your hair cut to your appearance. You're looking very... It's looking very scruffy and kind of, you know, lazy looking. So mm. we worked on that anyway, got that done. So he went to school, got the phone call from school. Sorry, could you collect your son? Rang both parents. So his father was down the country working. I had to go to the school and collect him. And basically, when I got to the school, she told me it was because of his haircut. So I did say to her, the educa- you know, education is kind of more important than appearance. Mm. Mm. Neil, with the COVID and everything going on, I explained to her. I said, he was anxious coming to school. I said, with the... Because he knew this was ahead of him. Why, so, did you, why did he do it then, if you knew it was going to lead to hassle? I made him do it, Neil. I actually made him do it. And because he wanted... And what's the, what's the rule? Christmas what, rush. What's the rule in, in Bishopstown Com, though? Is that you can't have anything well, below I, a blade three, no so less, it has to be three and a no, half or no more. No less than a blade three, yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. But at the same time, with Christmas, you know yourself, the hair will grow. I'm not saying in two or three days, but you're back in again probably in two weeks' time getting a cost. I, know. Well, I, don't, I, know. I looked. I was looking at their website and looked at it in mm-hmm. a lot of detail now to see if I could find policy on uniforms and hair. And I couldn't find anything. I may have missed it, but like, they have a fantastic website. It goes into all of the mm-hmm. things you want a school to go into. Bullying, gender issues, mm-hmm. education, mm-hmm. the feeder schools. That Neil, they, I was brilliant. more kind of taken back the way he was put into... I was told he was in an isolation room. And I said, why was he in an isolation room for a haircut? And she said, "Um, yeah. But at the same time, I wasn't happy because he wasn't even left to go into class over it. Um, Is is it true that he he was stopped on a corridor and just told by a teacher to report to the office? And then they made the phone call to you, take him home. And who was told told that he was suspended? You or him? I think he was kind of told first. And then it was a case of, I was told, sorry, you can't take your son back till Wednesday. I said, what's the difference in hair growth between now and Wednesday? <laughs> what do they say to you that? You know. Yeah, I know, I know. It was shrugged the shoulders. Like, what's the difference in his appearance? You know, what's a haircut going to be do with, like, education? I have no idea, but I am a kind of a... Like, why I, are they becoming judgmental of people's appearance? Well, I know, mean, <clears throat> I'm, I'm kind of a fan of rules and regulations in school, to yeah. be honest, Gillian, and if you just ignore yeah. all of them, then there'd be mayhem, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, but, you know, the, like, you've seen the photograph, it's not an off-the-wall haircut, you know, it's not colours or yeah. tattoos on the hair that, yeah. you know, you kind of go, well, but it's nothing like that, you it's just basically a normal haircut that, for reason of, if I, if I was given a note, fair enough, but the way it was like straight onto suspension. Yeah, yeah, you think it's, it might be a bit too rapid and a bit too like severe. That, too yeah, quickly. that's yeah. three days of, you know, education he's missing out on for a simple haircut. And you think that somebody's hair or how they present themselves has nothing to do with education? No, just once you present yourself neatly. You know, yeah. it shouldn't have anything to do with does them, it. Say, um, does education. it say anywhere, because I couldn't see it, where does it talk about uh, the blades that can be used for haircuts for the boys? I only realised today it's on the journal. What does it say? 
um, no less than a grade three. Does it say if you come in with less than a grade three, you'll be suspended? No. Pardon? What is, does no, it, s- it actually don't say suspended on it, being honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, fair enough, if it was detention or a note, but as I say, straight to suspension, three months into the school, that, lo- that don't look good on the report. You know, I did say that to the teacher. You know, uh, I had it out with her. I wasn't leaving the school, I'd be quite honest, Shanil, I got very cross. Did you? Yeah. yeah, I did, I did. And, I, you know, it was actually upsetting. And is there boys and girls at that school? There is, yeah. And yeah, do yeah. they have a hair policy for girls? Um, yeah, but I didn't read into that part as right. such. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just basically, I was just going to concentrate on my own. I, I presume, you know, like, no bleaching and the usual. The usual uh, kind of stuff, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, how does he feel about it now? You said that he spent he an anxious... He felt very embarrassed, number one. He said he was very embarrassed. And then it was a case of, Mom, I got three days off. But I was like, you're going to miss out, miss out on, you know... Christmas week, Christmas banter in school, you know, the, the atmosphere. It's like he's in home. When do they knock off? Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of pointless. You know, he got a few me. friends kind of texting him saying, are you okay, you're not in school? And, you know, which is okay that way. But, Neil, if he was being, you know, acting kind of mischievous, I'd say something with a haircut. You know, the way he was, I just think the way he was treated was wrong. And is he blaming Mammy for all of this now? Yeah, I did get that alright. He did say, well, it's all your fault. But I said, with Christmas week being in it, like, I didn't have time to come to town because I was a vulnerable person in in the house over Christmas meal. Well, it's probably a good idea to get it out of the way just in case yes, anything happens. Exactly, and yeah, with exactly, someone coming yeah. in, maybe Christmas Day. I know. Yeah, I know. yeah. Well, I mean, I'd love, I'd, I'm, go, I'm going to try and see if I can get the school to show us their policy on it because it's not on the website, but you yeah. say you have seen it. It Unf- just seems to be like you signed up to the rules. That's what it is. But Gillian, but it it kind of is, you know. It it kind of is. You gotta have rules. You just have to. Neil, not straight onto suspension. Maybe suspension. Maybe suspension is a bit of a jump. Discrimination. Yeah. 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 That's discrimination against someone's parents. Like, you know, we're in the COVID times. We should be all working together. You know, not knocking kids. So building their confidence, you know. Maybe there shouldn't be a rule. Together. Maybe there shouldn't be any rule like that, and the kids and teenagers no. should be able to come to school to be express themselves, themselves yes, they exactly. want to. But but unfortunately, right now at the moment, it just there are rules and regulations. We all have them in the workplace or yeah, in school yeah. or whatever the case may be. But you God know, you knows. go to work. You go to a workplace or you go to school presentable, no neat and tidy. Yeah. But it was a case of you need your hair cut. He was. It was too long. Okay, it's you know, just okay. Tired. Yeah. So your point is that it was a bit too harsh and severe, straight to suspension. Very severe. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Okay. Especially losing out in three days of learning. You know, kids in school probably have learning supports, resources, things like that. That, you know, he didn't need. He didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve to be put into a room isolated first thing in the class. You know, they could have waited till lunch hour. You know, they could have waited till the end of school. Okay. Left him go through his classes. All right. Let me get let me get the policy from Bishopstown Community School. Yeah. Um, I have to say, in spite of everything else, their website. I I never actually looked at a secondary school website mm. in years. Mm. It's a changed mm. world. I can tell you because from when I was mean, in school. It's like the nineteen thirties. Oh. I'd be quite honest with you. The way it was, you know. I wouldn't mind like, actually, Gillian, if everybody went away in the st- rent around in the styles of the nineteen thirties. I would be. Well, <laughs> you you know, like 
as in it's like old fashioned like it's not the army he's going to it's uh, a public school alright ok let's let's have a look at what they have to say and also get the people's opinions on this and some texts and calls mm-hmm. on it we'll see what people make of it alright ok ok in spite of all of that um, I'm sure he looks a million dollars happy Christmas to you all St. Joseph many happy returns and we did indeed get on to Bishopstown Community School and they responded to our email quite promptly. They said, thank you for your email. The, sco- the school does not discuss individual student matters publicly. However, we are always willing to meet with parents on an individual basis. And that's from the principal of Bishopstown Community School. Now, um, I think one of the points that Gillian was making there was straight to suspension as opposed to a warning Um uh, if it was maybe a hair dye or something and it was temporary, you might have been able to wash it out. But a haircut, particularly severe ones, uh, that's quite different, I suppose. So that was uh, that was one of the big bugbears that Gillian had. Although I, I personally, I'm okay with rules. I'm okay with regulations. I'm okay with following the club. If the club says this is what you got to do and if you want to be a member, these are the things you have to follow. And if you don't, go somewhere else. So I'm okay with all of those myself personally. But I'm very interested in your response. Text 86 Eight one zero four one zero six. Back after the break. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. Alrighty, and by email, Merry Christmas, Neil. I'm full of the joys and wanted to tell you about the kindness of strangers. I was short three euro today in Lidl and Balancholic, and I was going to give some items back. I was buying lunch for the kids at school. Man behind me in the queue insisted on paying. I was counting coins as broke as I am until I get paid. He said, "Pass it on," and I will. But his kindness had made my day. Man pays the three euro balance in the queue in Lidl and fair play to him. Please wish my sister Carol Geary from Balafihan a happy 50th birthday for today. Lots of love from Monica and Peter who emailed me from London. We hope to be able to see them all in 2022. So Carol, I think it may well have been yesterday. If it's not yesterday, it's today. It's one of the two. Happy 50th. And then on law and order issues, Robert says the law is majestic when criminals who torture victims are given lengthy sentences. The law is an ass when an older woman is given five months in prison for not wearing a face mask says Robert Sullivan and an interesting perspective from somebody who was actually in town at 8 o'clock last night we walked through town at 8 o'clock last night and oh my god it was shocking the streets were full of drunk people shops were not open late like they usually would be but can you blame them putting up with so many drunk people going about at 8 o'clock queues for the off licenses on Oliver Plunkett Street The government has destroyed the Christmas buzz because no one could walk through town with kids at that time uh, without kids having to witness this behaviour. Love the show in spite of what I saw last night. Happy Christmas and a happy new year to all. You know, you talk about happy Christmas and Christmas has passed. Um, Some years back, we had Tomas from Grana Braha in studio. Uh, Tomas with the Fada, remember? He was back in, he was in with us in 2016. And he was three and a half years of age at the time, talking about his life and Christmas. He came back in 2018 at the age of five and a half. And he was a huge hit with the listeners over the years. And lots of people were asking us, you know, how is Tomas? I'm not doing an Instagram on this. Like people generally were, you know, and um, it's 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 a lovely, lovely chat that I had with them on both occasions. But it's, you only hear it the once, you know. So we we're thinking, listen, it's always great to replay some of the highlights. So this is back in 2000. And 16 lads. Tomas with the Fada at the age of three and a half. And the half is very important. One, two, three, testing. <laughs> silly. <laughs> I am silly. I can't even get your name right. Are you sorry for calling me Tomas? Did I leave out the Fada in your name? Yeah, I paid for the Fada. <laughs> 
How how old are you, so? Three. Three. Yeah. Are you not three and a bit? I am three. Three and a half? No. Three and, three, three and a half. Oh, that's sure. That's very grown up, isn't it? And sure, three and a half would be old enough to have a phone. Yeah, and, and it won't. No. No. Did you ask? What are you asking Santi for? And um, Pop Patrol and Batman going and Batman B and Batman Bo. Are you a big Batman fan? Yeah. 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 Have you been a good boy though? Yeah. Yeah. And will Santi know where to go? Yeah. Where do you live? Forty-five come Grandabrader. Grandabrader. Yeah. Where is that? Go straight up, turn, and right. turn to the right, and then go in. And do you think he'll be able to find you? Yeah. And who'll be with him? Rudolph. And all the reindeers. And where are they going to land? On the roof. Wow! And will you be awake? Uh, no. And when they land on the roof, what will they do? Um. Something come down the chimney. Yeah. And then, and then he'll come up the chimney. <laughs> but what will he do? Wait a second. What's he going to do when he comes down the chimney? Put presents under the tree. And have you left? Are you going to leave anything out for him? I am. What? Cookies. Cookies. And coke. And coke. And carrots for the reindeer. And will you do all of that before you go to bed? Yeah. And will you go to bed early? And um, no. No. But you'll go to sleep though. Yeah. Have you been a good boy, though? You have. Are you sure? Oh yeah. And what about all your brothers and sisters? Um, um, I don't have sisters. No. Who have you got? Donica. Donica. Sometimes bold, but sometimes he's good. And is he your smaller brother? Yeah. Do you mind him? And is he good at the moment? Yeah. What do you do when he's bold? Um. Puts uh, him up to there. Bold stairs. Do you ever go on the ball stairs? No. You're a big boy now, sure. Yeah. You're very good. Sounds good. You're mammy and your daddy and your grandparents, aren't you? Do you love them very much? Yeah. And are they going to get you any little presents? They are not. No. <laughs> Santi is. Is it Santi who's going to bring you every single thing? Yeah. All the Batman stuff? Yeah. And what about sweets? He don't bring sweets. Who gives you sweets? Um... I go to their house and they give me sweets. What kind of sweets do you like, little man? Just eat them. Did you Did you ever hear of a thing called a selection box? No. Do you know what that is? No. It's a box with lots of chocolate in it. It's like this. <coughs> oh. No. That's a cough. Where'd you get that? Um, from the bad weather. The bad weather? Yeah. But you have a big coat on. Um, yeah. What kind of a coat is that, my man? Um, Tommy Hilfiger one. Where'd you get that? Um, Angela. Angela, that's fierce posh, isn't it? Yeah. It's from the America. Stand up there on the chair, give me a look at that fabulous yeah. coat. Does it keep you nice and warm? Yeah. That's a beauty, isn't it? Yeah. Swing around there. Nice jeans on and everything. Wow. That's what Tommy Hilfiger says. What did he say? Tommy Hilfiger at the back. It does. And on the front? Yeah. And um, then it says Tommy Hilfiger at the front. Are you going to sing me another song? Um, um, Sing the piano for him? I can't today. Why? Um, Because um, I cough when I sing it. You won't? I will. But I thought you were going to sing me some Bob Marley. Uh, If if I can, if I can, and if I can today. Go on then and see if you can. Um, in the heart of America, 
Very good. Very good. Buffalo Soldier, Bob Marley. You're better than Bob Marley, I think, aren't you? I am. You are? He's on the radio. Is he? Yeah, and Stephen has a radio in... in Look like one of Stephen. In, in, in the pink bedroom. In the pink bedroom? No, in the stripy bedroom. In the stripy one? Yeah. Here's a stripy bedroom, your granda. Yeah. He won't be happy with you saying that. Huh? He will. Will he? Yeah. Do you like your granda? Mm. Is he very good to you? Yeah. What, does he give you any treats? He does. And your nan? How much do you love your nan? Um, too much and back again. Too much and back again. How much do your nan and Christine love you? Um, along the wall and back again. <laughs> I just saw one over in, up there. Who? How much does your mum love I you? I just saw a red coat running over there. A red coat? Yeah. Who has a red coat? It, it must be Santi. No. Do you think that Santi would pay you a special visit? Um, no. Why? Is he too busy? Yeah. What's he doing? He's making all the toys. He has to. <coughs> where, was he, where is he making them right now? Up the off pole. And what will he do for the girls and boys who are bold? Give them a bag of coal. A bag of coal? Yeah. A bag of coal? Yeah. And how do you know you won't get a bag of coal? I won't have them being good. All of the time? Well, I don't know if Santa Claus might be able to find some time to pay you a visit. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because he's magic. He can go wherever he wants, whenever he wants, can't he? Yeah. Tell me, what are you going to do on Christmas Day? Are you going to eat lots of food when you're playing with all your presents? No, 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 no. Do you not like turkey and ham? No. What do you like? I don't don't like turkey, but I love ham. You like ham? (laughs) I'd say you like pizza and chips and burgers and things, do you? I do. Do you? I like butter. Butter. Bodice. Mm. What's that? Bodice. Do you like that? Yeah. And steak. And steak. Oh, need the best of it. I'll sing it with you. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. Red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny red nose. And if you ever he would even say clothes. All of The other reindeers used to call him names. They and never. On foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, do you want to ride my sleigh tonight? Would you like to ride the sleigh? I don't ride sleigh. Yeah, but if he asked you to come up with him in the middle of the night, would you go? Santa's going to give us a spin. Would you think he'd let you? Yeah. Yeah? I hope you don't crash the sleigh, though. Do you hear me? Yeah. No, he won't crash. I won't crash. I'm a good driver. I'm a good driver. Are you driving? I don't drive. Because <laughs> I'm small. Because right? you're only three and a half. So how many sleeps to Christmas do you think? Thirty. Thirty? Oh, no. Seven. Seventeen. <laughs> do you count them down every night? Yeah. You eat the chocolates, don't you? Yeah, I eat chocolate. Um, make sure you don't need Pendleville. Yes. Um, make sure you don't need too much rubbish. Me? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because... You'll get everything because um, you'll get dumb. Will I get sick? Get too well. Um, get too fast. Too fast. Uh, <laughs> and then, the, and you won't able to get down the chimney. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not Santa Claus yet. Mm-hmm. He's magic. I love chocolate. I love it, but you can't eat too much. Why? 
can um, you get me up to the ceiling? Fat? Yeah. Oh. Maybe just a little bit? Yeah, just one tiny little. Tiny bit of chocolate? Yeah. Because I'm very good too. Do you think that I'll get any presents? You will. Will I? If, if you... Be good. If you be good. I'll try and be good. I hope it's not too late to start being good. Be good for goodness sake! Because <laughs> if you're not... Yeah, you give me a bag cool. <laughs> <laughs> want my autograph? Yes, will you give me your autograph? Okay. Can you sign? Yeah. Can, can you write? Yeah. Did you get this? Yeah. <laughs> I can. Have you a pen? I, yeah. Read or ask? No. How do you write it? T, tell What are you writing down? Oh, that's great. I'm so happy to have your autograph. Pass it up there, little man. Thank you so much. And hail. To Neil, happy Christmas from your best friend, Tomas Moore. Brown. Tomas Brown. Happy Christmas, to Neil, from your best friend, Tomas Brown. That's not fair, I suppose. It's your chocolate, so... Hi, Santi. Who's this? Hello, Tomas. Hi, um, um, and did he get everything? Yeah. Good. You're going to shake hands? Yeah. Good man. Is this your cousin? Um, yeah. That's Eddie Teddy. Come to him now, he lives in Fair Hill. He does not, does he? He does. Is he a good boy? Yeah. Huh? Does he mind you? And Leah's ball. Does he mind you? Yeah. Uh, and Leah's ball so put him on the no- so put Leah on the nolly list <laughs> see both see being bold Sunday what's yeah. your brother tell me about your brother my brother's being bold and good what's his name Donica sometimes he's bold and sometimes he's good how old is he one and a half one and a half and I'll hear a song down the roof now okay okay so yeah. so you have stuff when I'm asleep right and put the fence under the tree because we got all three up already. Until Santa don't eat too much fat. Don't, don't, don't eat too many cookies because you'll get too fat. And, oh. and you won't fit. And don't fit the chimney. The chimney. No. Yeah. But oh. you're, you're leaving him cookies, aren't you? Yeah. You leave cookies for me? Yeah. Good lad. What else did you say you were going to give him, Tomas? Um, Sunday, um, I'll give you a Coke. Coke? Yeah. You're a great lad. Yeah. You give me a carrot for a the carrot for Yeah. Really good. And, really? and don't tell Rudolph to eat too many cookies because he'll get too fast. Yeah, I'll tell him not to eat too many. What have you got for him, Santa Claus? I have a little box for him. Yeah. No. Oh, what do you say? And one for his cousin. Eh? No. What do you say? No. Thank you. Thank you, Sissy. What do you say? And a little gift card. Eh? What do you say huh? to Santa? Thank you can you, go Santa. into Smith's Toys and buy yourself some yeah, toys. Smith's Toys and no. buy toys. Yeah, you're a great lad. Shake your hands. You're a great lad. <laughs> say happy Christmas to Santa. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, Thomas. Ah, that's lovely, isn't it? Mariah Carey, Santa Claus is coming to town uh, for Tomas Brown and uh, Leah and Donica. I love the way back then in 2016, Tomas.
through Leah and Donica under a bus to Santa Claus about the naughty list. But they're a few years older now, but still I'd imagine enjoying the magic of Christmas. Lines open at one eight fifty one oh four one oh six. Back after the break. Calling Red FM Studio. Call the new number. Oh eight one eight one oh four one oh six. And you can get in touch by email at any time. Text uh, 0868104106 and email neil at uh, redfm.ie. Lots of Christmas greetings. But just ahead of that, if you don't mind, I'm going to open the phone lines now. Your opportunity to win for yourself a €350 voucher for the English market. Every day this week, tomorrow, Thursday and on Christmas Eve as well, €350 voucher. So here's the deal. Brenda's on the stopwatch. Whoever can give us the longest hoe. So it's three hoes, two short ones. Ho, ho. I recommend a deep breath after the second ho, and then ho, and on and on you go. And I might even have abashed it again myself tomorrow. I think I behave. I think I actually um, participated a couple of years back, and I, I gave a credible rendition of a ho. But anyway, it's not about me. I can't win. 350 euro vouchers. Lines are open now. We'll certainly take two calls, maybe three if possible. So get, get involved. Uh, pick up the phone. New number, as you know, uh, 0818-104-106. Uh, start using that one if you're a regular contributor. Just while that's happening, a couple of uh, greetings as well this side of Christmas. Oh, incidentally, try potato stuffing with sausage meat mixed in. My mam and nan always made it like this at Christmas time, and I'd be shot if I made it any other way. I'm going to do that. I love the potato stuffing, and I love it with thyme, and I love it with chopped onion. I'm going to put in a bit of sausage meat, so thank you for that, Burr. I mentioned that's a good old Northside recipe. I've been listening to your show for a while now here in Canada. It's great to hear about everything going back in Cork. I haven't been home for two years. I haven't seen family since 2019. It's been a tough time away from them and hearing the stories uh, of various people on the air with you and indeed the very sad story of Noreen and Tim Aleague that lost her nephew during the year. And then the other lady whose husband died in March. It just brings it home what's most important. It's the people sitting around the table, not what's under the tree. Like most people, I like going out socialising, but when I come home, I probably won't be able to do so with all the new restrictions. And to be honest with you, all my family are safe and well, and that's a blessing in itself. So I'm not going to worry about presents or going out this year. It's just so good to be home in Cork and seeing my family again. Well done to you, Neil. You've been, oh, well, thank you for all of those kind words on behalf of myself and the team. Happy Christmas to everybody and be safe. Uh, great to have you back on Leaside Tiger and thanks for the lovely email. Morning, Neil. I'm in Boston. I can't make it home this year, but please wish my family, the Lanes in Summerstown, Balancholic, and everybody in Skull a wonderful Christmas with love from their sister, Terry. Your show um, is at 4 a.m. U.S. time. Well, there you have it. I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you enjoy it. Morning to you all in Boston. And a quick one then. Um, Responding to your uh, tweets about Christmas greetings from overseas listeners, this would be for my two sisters and their families, Marion Plunkett and Breda Kremen. We lost our older sister, Liz, back in March. We're still grieving her loss. Unfortunately, I didn't get home for her funeral, but I watched it on YouTube, and it was absolutely heartbreaking. I did visit at the end of August when restrictions were eased, and that certainly helped me. But for Marion and Breda and all of their gang, lots of love at Christmas and health and happiness for next year. And to you and all of your listeners, Kirkigaboo, and that's from Moraid Kylie Alcorn, originally from Carrigaline, now living in North Carolina. So thank you for those emails. There's still a day or two left if you want to get an email from overseas to a loved one. Email neil at uh, redfm.ie. But meanwhile, let's see how we get on. Um, okay, first up, Brian Coleman in Ballycoreen, then Helen and Gron, and if I can get to him, Christy Kerman and Glamour. Brian, good morning. All right, Neil, how's it going? All right, kids, you know the drill here, all right? So it's the longest ho, ho, ho. Have you been practicing? 
Yeah, you know, just a couple of months already, that's all. Let's see if we can get you a 350 euro voucher, okay, for the English market. So it's the longest ho, ho, ho. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, two short ones and then the long one. It's the long one that counts. So in your own time. Ho, ho, ho. It started out as a hoe and it ended up as a who. <laughs> well, what do you think it was? How long do you think that was? It's like well, 20 seconds. No, they're clocking it at 16, pal. <laughs> it sounded longer, didn't it? It sounded longer, it felt longer. Hold on there a while because we have a true north sider here in the shape of Helen who thinks she can do that and maybe even better. Helen? Yeah. Are you ready? Ready. A 350 euro voucher. You have to bait 16 seconds, all right? A semi-pocket. A semi-pocket. <laughs> Off you go then, I'm Ellen. Ready. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I'm not so sure you took a deep enough breath. Didn't I? I think I don't think so. Will I go again? No, you've only got one going on. Oh, the cuteness of her. Right. Ele- Eleven seconds, Helen. So not, not today, girl. Not in I your love. not in your pocket today. Good luck. All the best. You're right, Christy. Christy Kerwin should be in Glamour. Can you hear me? Hi, hi, Neil. How you doing? Ah, the challenge is to beat sixteen seconds. Can you do it? Okay. I'll try, Neil. I'll try. All right, my friend. That's all we can do in your oh. own time. Ho ho ho! Is it one sec there now? Ho, 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 I was holding my breath for every second. That was of that. one breath there, no need. 21 seconds wins today, Kirst Christie. Hey, well done. Well, Brian, I'm terribly sorry, pal, but you got bait at the last minute. <laughs> 21 <laughs> seconds isn't bad. Not, not bad at all. And um, Merry Christmas to you and all the gang. Fair play to you, boy, for the effort. Thanks, Brian. Uh, well done, Christie. Congratulations. You got a 350 euro voucher for the English market. All right. Thanks, Neil. All <laughs> the best. Happy Bye. Christmas. Merry we'll, Christmas. You too, Merry pal. Christmas. We'll do it all Bye-bye. over again tomorrow. We certainly will. Welsh finest Tom Jones and Karis Matthews and baby it's cold outside our lines will stay open 0818 by phone you can text 0868 we'll do it all again tomorrow have a good day I'll see you tomorrow thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content luxury is meant to be livable discover the new leather collection at ashley with premium quality leather sofas recliners and more all built to last no matter how many spills scuffs or pet related mishaps come its way the leather collection at ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family shop the new leather collection at ashley and find chairs starting at 499.99 and sofas at 599.99 
Ashley for the love of home.